Hello, and thank you for tuning into this podcast, brought to you by Swiss Partners Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor based in Zurich, Switzerland, whose goal is to connect U.S. investors to Swiss private banking and asset management solutions. If you have been a listener, you already know that this podcast is designed to address common issues and questions that U.S. investors have when considering Switzerland for their geographical diversification and asset protection needs. More broadly, the goal is to shed some light on important topics spanning across the United States and Switzerland, but also the globe. Since this is the last episode of an unprecedented and tremulous 2020, we will do things a little differently. You will listen to a recording of a very interesting discussion we at Swiss Partners Advisors had with our Chief Investment Officer, Peter Alwali, after the US presidential elections. What would be the consequences on the economy and the markets? Will there be stronger efforts on containing the virus, or are we looking at another wave of infections? What does this election results mean for the US relationship with Europe? How about China? You will hear the answers to these and other questions, so stay tuned. By the way, the quality of the sound gets better later on. Coming, good morning from uh, beautiful Zurich, Switzerland. My name is Dominic Spohan. I'm the founder and CEO of Swiss Partners Advisors. We're an SEC registered investment advisor here in beautiful Zurich, Switzerland. And I'm happy to have you all here today. We have uh, participants from uh, Switzerland, Zurich, Geneva, but also from the US, from the West Coast, from the East Coast, even from beautiful places like, like Arkansas and Minneapolis. And now what? Well, and now what is the title of our webinar? To prepare a webinar um, needs time. And when we set this all up, we were not aware that on November 10, there is no way that you already know who the new president of the United States and of America will be. Uh, we were reminded again that the counting of the votes in the states obviously um, can last officially up until the 8th of December and the Electoral College only meets on the 14th of December. Only then we will know, and that is not even considering recountings and legal proceedings against any uh, or certain results. So, and now what? Well, today we share with you our view on back of an assumption, the assumption that the Democrats will move into the White House. And with that short introduction, I'll turn it over to Michael Donnett, He's one of the relationship managers at Swiss Partners Advisors, and he will present you briefly the speaker of today. Thank you. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Michael Donnett. Thank you, Dominic, for the introduction. And I'm here to introduce Peter Alwaliam. He has been our Chief Investment Officer of Swiss Partners Advisors since 2013 and the CIO of Swiss Partners Group since 2010. Peter is responsible for the global investment strategy of Swiss Partners Advisors. He has been in the field uh, for plus 30 years, has worked at numerous financial institutions all over Europe and Switzerland. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Peter Wallia. Peter. Hi, good morning, everybody. Hope you all managed to uh, get some sleep after the exciting TV events you've had over the last week or so. I was awake for about uh, 36 hours watching the election, and then after that, I kind of ran out of gas, and it became uh, a little bit like watching paint dry. 
and I've got a feeling that's how maybe the next presidency will go, but that's probably enough about politics for the meantime. I think I looked at actually doing a lot of different charts and so on, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because we've had a lot of different things happening at the moment in the very, very short term. I suppose to put it in a simple analogy of where we are at the moment, up until yesterday, we were kind of in a Lord of the Rings movement. Uh, so I don't know how many of you are familiar with that, but we were sort of embattled in Helm's Deep with enemies all around us. And then suddenly the announcement of uh, positive trials on the vaccine, it was as if Gandalf rode along with a white horse and everything to rescue us and everything turned around very, very quickly. By the way, I think that will be one of several vaccines which will be developed before the end of this year. Uh, we've got about 12 in phase three trials. And it just shows you how bad we've been scarred emotionally at the moment by uh, everything that's going on. And I think we've all become very short-termist. So where do I think uh, markets are going? Well, I think the uh, path of least resistance for markets themselves is actually up, but I think it's a bit more nuanced um, than that. Actually happen. So at the moment, I think one of the, the big winners of the whole situation that's going on at the moment is actually going to be European equities, uh, the first specific parts of that. And why do I say that? Well, obviously, we've had a big uh, outperformance by US mega cap technology companies, stay at home stocks, and secular growth um, uh, kind of phenomenon going on. The good news for Europe, to a large extent, is we have very little exposure to those particular categories. And I think uh, you've had pretty significant underperformance from European equities for a long period of time, but especially this year, where up until yesterday, the French index, as an example, was down something like 19%, just in market terms, the currency out of it, whereas you have the NASDAQ up 30% which is a huge performance difference. So what do I think is actually happening? I think you have to prepare yourself for a return to normality. And I think that normality is actually going to happen way quicker than anybody expects. And it will also lead at some point in time, perhaps over the next three years or so, to a slight uptick inflation. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about rampant inflation. But I'm talking about a, a change in the trajectory. So this is something that central banks haven't been able to get right since the great financial crisis of 2009. I think they will get it right this time, and they're actually going to turn a blind eye to inflation and um, let their inflation target run rather hot, and that's put back over the central banks. So look, the setup at the moment is effectively, why do I say Europe? Well, as I mentioned before, we have very little exposure to those secular growth stocks, which, by the way, are very, very sensitive to the movement of bond yields. So I now expect uh, US bond yields on a kind of reflationary recovery and European bond yields, to a better extent, to start moving upwards. As these secular growth names are really long-duration assets, they're seen as bond proxies, that means their relative valuation starts to look rather expensive and bonds look very good in comparison. So I think that's one area. The other reason is the kind of overwhelmed um, 
compared to where we were in terms of um, emotional psychology, where we were in 1999-2000. Uh, um, and it's a very, very crowded trade. And I think the third thing is actually, I think the third thing is actually valuations. So that's the other problem as well. I think the valuations are very, very expensive compared to where we've been um, in past periods of time. If I look at Europe, why do I think it will outperform? Well, looking today at the announcement that's just come out, we've had something like 1.8 trillion approved by the European Union in terms of stimulus. Whilst you know, none of us can disagree that um, technology has been uh, brought forward and has um, accelerated because of the uh, pandemic, I think there's also something else that people have actually missed. And that is uh, what's actually happened is the joining up of the European Union has actually been accelerated. So this is something that most analysts miss. The other thing that's very, very interesting is in terms of operational leverage, European companies have twice the operational leverage of, your, of their US counterparts. So it means that if economies recover, they will do significantly better. Um, I think the other, and I think the third thing to actually also look at is sentiment really, really truly stinks towards European equities. So to give you an example, if I took the top 50 companies in Europe and I look at that at actually market cap index level, we are 23% below the highs that we hit in 2007 and actually we're still almost 35% below the highs that we um, actually hit in 1999, early 2000. Within the US market, I think it's a question of um, popping the hood to a certain extent. So I would expect the pandemic winners, let's call them the party stocks, to be severe underperformers going forward, not just for the next six months, but actually for a multi-year period. And the party stocks, so let's call them the pandemic losers. So that will be things like travel, entertainment, uh, industrial companies, manufacturing, autos. These are going to be the biggest beneficiaries. And the reason I say that is really effectively because of human nature. Uh, we all want things that we actually can't have, have, taking that back to the concept of Adam and Eve. Um, you allowed everything except for the apple. So of course, the thing that you actually wanted was the apple. This is just human nature. We can't get away from it. And if I look at what's actually happening in Europe at the moment, of course, we've had some huge case spikes um, because people went out and they went on holiday to crowded beaches and so on. Now they're paying the price for that with a, a kind of a lockdown light, um, but they're starting to learn their lesson. But what is the evidence we saw? The lost economic growth was made up very, very quickly because when people were let out of lockdown, they went and they actually spent 50 to 100% more than they would do. There's a very, very interesting statistic going around at the moment, which shows you the firepower in terms of the global consumer is absolutely enormous at this point in time, whether you take China, uh, which, by the way, is recovering very nicely, and that's one of Europe's uh, key trade partners. You take Europe or you take the US, the consumer is sitting on a lot of cash, they're very bored, and they don't know what to do with it. So when the green light is um, there, 
and they feel somewhat safer, that uh, extra money is going to be put to work quite significantly. So at the moment, I know if anybody runs a restaurant in a city, they're probably tearing their hair out, especially in the US. But I, for example, was in the city of Zurich at the weekend and you could hardly walk because um, there were just so many people and you were actually having to uh, stand in line at restaurants for 45 minutes. So it shows you that the uh, potential is actually there. I think the other kind of binary event that will happen with Europe with a, a Biden presidency, assuming it's going on, is you're going to have less in terms of trade wars and tariffs with allies. And this is going to be a huge game changer for um, the European Union. I don't expect the relationship with China to get significantly better. I mean, China is not going to be the US's friend. It's still going to be a, a key competitor going forward. But perhaps the mood music becomes somewhat better and maybe the policy is more nuanced. So maybe US companies who are exporting to China but really are not a security um, risk will be allowed to do so in, in the future. And there could be some semiconductor memory beneficiaries in, in that regard. So look, the key thing, key thing is, I think we're just getting back to normal. Things are getting better bit by bit. And I think as the vaccines start to roll out, which will happen for um, key health workers and the vulnerable going forward, probably early next year by springtime, and then rolled out to other parts of the population, we're going to return to normality. Um, but in the meantime, the fiscal stimulus is still going to be in there. And there will probably be more from all sides going forward. And we're going to have very, very accommodative monetary stimulus as well. So the setup for economically sensitive sectors, uh, of which Europe is a key beneficiary, is going to be um, pretty significant. And you've seen that start to play out over the next, over the last couple of days or so, but I think this is going to be effectively a multi-year trend. So maybe I can um, take any questions from anybody. Well, good. We give you a little time um, to figure out any questions that you um, may have for um, Peter Oluvalia uh, while he's still here with us. Um, we wanted to give you a short outlook of um, how we see the world today. Uh, the little longer version will be published uh, on our website um, in a few days under the title The Navigator, which uh, we're about to, uh, to issue uh, pretty soon. Wonderful. If there are no questions from any of the participants, uh, we would like to thank you for uh, being so patient with us this morning. Um, and logging in again to um, listen to um, not only me, but more importantly to Peter and his outlook. Um, we will also try to have this webinar as a podcast on our website, hopefully in the next few days. With that, I thank you very much for uh, being here and um, hope to speak to you all very soon. Have a great day. Goodbye from Switzerland. And with that, we end the first season of this podcast. We at Swiss Partners Advisors would like to thank you for your support and wish you happy holidays. See you in 2021. Goodbye.